Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we have Yanis and... and... <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? Uh, I, I, I'm fine. It, it reminds me of the, uh, you know, going to the, the teams that are on the beach... Uh, are we on the beach now it's kind of like the way that that you started it's it's quite similar anyway you know what i was i was stumbling through that just into you know just into a safety zone um and i you know i just managed to to pull myself into the safety zone before the last game week um who does that sound like Ennis? sorry what (laughs) (laughs) I was stumbling through it into a zone of safety, into an oh, area safety. of safeness. Uh, yes. And I was doing that just before we got on to discussing the last game week of the, the, the game of the, yeah. The, the Premier penultimate, League. actually. No, no, because I'm talking about being safe before the last oh, game week. Oh, okay. Okay. So who who else is safe before the last game? This is a man like pulling teeth sometimes. <laughs> who is safe? Who is are we talking about Everton? We are indeed talking about Everton. I just wanted to um try and create some link, but it didn't work. And it's okay, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was good. It was good. I, I'm I'm actually not thinking of Everton because I'm thinking of Leeds at the moment. Uh, yeah, fair. So which is now actually at the worst has the worst fate because whatever they do um it's not in their hands because they they either need to win by 20 nil <laughs> or which is i mean with the rate with the way that they are scoring it's not quite probable not at the minute no and yeah whatever whatever burnley does um it's going to be you know, Leeds has to do more than that. So if currently win, Leeds is not enough for them to win. Leeds have to win. Yeah, um, at least. And hope for a tie. Yeah. Or a 20 nil from Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or 10 and 10. 10 from them, 10, 10, 10 from Newcastle. Yeah, that's more realistic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think... So Newcastle playing well. They've got players that are keen and raring to go, uh, as we've seen. And yeah, I think it, it's remarkable that Everton are safe. It's mad that a team that costs upwards of 500 million um, being safe is such a celebration because this team should be walking to safety every season. But yes, that's true. It was a fantastic and specu- spectacular way to turn the game around from being 2 0 down, bringing Deli Ali on, and then somehow scoring three goals, none of which had anything to do with Deli Ali, from what I can understand. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. With Deli Ali on the pitch, they managed to score three goals, which is a miraculous achievement <laughs> this season, to say the least. Um, I'm really happy for Everton, and yeah, you're right. It leaves us with just two uh, in that relegation zone. Burnley managing to scrape a draw at Aston Villa, pulled themselves out of the relegation zone, yeah. and uh, yeah, it means Leeds versus. Um, Wolves, I want to say. No, no, no. Leeds goes to Brentford. Leeds Brentford uh, for the final day of the season is going to be uh, the game that we all watch on Sunday. 
I think so. I mean, we've got another game to watch at Etihad, but... (laughs) And there's another game to watch at uh, Carrow Road. Carrow Road. uh, And then then another in... um, Is it Selhurst Park? Uh, That's Palace. Man United. Palace, Man United. Because if Palace... If if, uh, Man United doesn't win... No. Oh, yeah. If Man United United doesn't win, then West Ham goes to Europa League. Yes, if they win Brighton. Yes. So, yeah, there are. That's true. Yeah, very good. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, interesting game week. Burnley. All games at at 4, right? 4 p.m. All of the games at 4 p.m. UK time on the 22nd, kicking off at the same time. So, yeah, it's going to be. Ah, there's there's actually quite a lot to play for. It's yes. There's nothing decided completely. Two of the relegation spots are decided. One's still open between two teams. The top four is still between two teams. Uh, I don't think Spurs can finish above Chelsea, but I think Chelsea need to lose and Spurs need to uh, win. And I think they might finish above them on goal difference, but I think that's quite unlikely. Um, yeah. Arsenal can finish above Spurs if Arsenal um, win and beat by more than 15 goals and Spurs draw or win and Spurs lose. Um, But Arsenal need a win. And yes, it's really all to play for. How has your week gone in FPL? So the week is going, actually, is going, is gone. <laughs> We're talking after the end of the game week now. Oh. Has gone really well because, again, I had a green arrow of 27K. Oh. So I'm now on 150K. What was your score? Uh, 85. Oh, man. 85 net. That's... The problem The problem is that despite my 85 uh, game week net, I lost the semi-final of a league that I'm in, of a cup league. And uh, because the guy had free-hitted and had Richardson as captain. So I'm out of the cup, which was a nice target. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm top of, the, of that league at least yeah. now with this. So, yeah. I mean, in the mini, in the microcosmos, <laughs> I didn't make big wins. But yeah. at the lo- overall, that's quite um, impressive. I mean, it's the... I don't even know how many green arrows in a row. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight green arrows in a row. Oh, crazy, and crazy form. It's it's crazy. It's it's from twenty nine where I was four hundred and ninety eight k. I'm now one hundred and fifty. Mate, you're only yeah. hundred away from I, me. I don't know why. It's only thirty eight game weeks. It should be more. <laughs> I, I would aim higher. No, I wouldn't have man. I had, I... I had great returns. I had great returns. I had my two transfers. Zaha um, had an assist, so mm-hmm. eight, six points out of the mm-hmm. two games. And Vardy, 15 points out of the two games. Yeah, same transfer. So it was worth minus four. I captain Vardy. Did you captain Vardy? No, unfortunately not. I captain Son. <sighs> yeah, that was a blank. Imagine, yeah. so it's an 85... Net without a, with a captaincy blank, captaincy blank man. and then I also had Alonso with his nine, mm-hmm. Matip with his eleven, who's my best transfer of the year. I'm I'm sure. Yeah, man. And 
and Madison with his 25. Unbelievable. And Kane, obviously, with mm. seven. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a, a big score. And I'm one of the few now who has a chip left for the last game week with my triple captaincy on Son at the moment. Good. No, I think that's great. I think he's going to be going for it. I think it's good that you didn't use it this game week. <clears throat> yeah. Because um, yeah, that's true. I, I was, you know what? What led me not to do it? That what you said. Don't captain the first game the of the starting game. game. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. No, it's. It sounds like you smashed it this game week. Matip scoring that sort of quite freakish but great goal. Um, yeah, getting Zaha Vardy. The ones we're missing were Watkins and Richarlison. They're the ones that have done damage. And every goal Richarlison scores, my rank went down by about 5K. Um, I ended up on 55, which is quite respectable. Uh, But I only really had one return. Yeah, three returns. (laughs) But uh, it feels like one. Um, Vardy got me 30 and I captained him. So Vardy got me 15 and I captained him to get me 30, which was great. Yeah, that's bad. That's good. Zaha got me the six, like yours. And Ben Davis also got me six. The rest are two fours, Gordon and Schmeichel. Schmeichel didn't start one of the games. He, but he started the second and got six saves. So that works. Yeah. Cancelo, Laporte, De Bruyne, nothing. Uh, and yeah, Son for three and Nketiah for one. I, I had not expected Arsenal to played as badly as they did they they could have gone to Newcastle and put out a 75th percentage good you know version of themselves and still come away with something and they just went there and were awful they were really not good against Newcastle and I expected a a response following the Spurs defeat and we really got the opposite um the most annoying thing about my game week is that I had um, 13 points on my bench with Martinelli coming off for one. Okay, so 14 points on my bench. Martinelli coming off for one for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, Reese James on my bench for seven and Jab Pedro mm. for six. I didn't yeah. think Reese James would start. And then he started and scored and got an assist, which was and uh, bonus points. And Jab Pedro, fair enough. He's bench for the, you know, he was always going to be benched this season, so I was never really going to have him on. Um, but got a goal against Leicester to not damage Michael's clean sheet because he wasn't on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, that was a good part. Rank drop of 15,000, which considering I got a 50,000 rise last game week, it's not that bad. But yeah, just not having Richarlison, I felt bad not getting him in two weeks ago. Yeah. But then he didn't do anything in the double game week, in the first double game week. And then this double game week, he's got a massive score. Yeah. And remember when I was telling you, my right. other option was to sell Ianacho and get Richardson. Yeah. And uh, he said, maybe it's too late. And yeah, I said, yeah, I agree. So <laughs> exactly. It's ridiculous. He, he had a really bad game week. The first game, and he he just he looked like he could have got a, a goal um, against Watford, but he had a flash. But other than that, he really didn't play well. 
And yeah, had you had we gone for Richarlison and Madison, we would have been, you know, 44 points up. Yeah. We got 36 from Zaha and Vardy, so we didn't get too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's not that bad. But still, those two players uh, are quite popularly owned, especially on the free hits. So those people that free hitted this game, we could have really smashed it. And uh, yeah, it's been... It, it sets us up for the final game we're going to season pretty well. How do you want to do this? Do you want to do some, some review of what we've done or do you want to... Um... Uh, well, first of all, are you planning on any... Transfers? Moves? Yes. I haven't got the foggiest of what I'm going to do this game week, mate. Not going to lie. I think I think I would like Mount, to be honest. Really? Yeah, because against Watford, I think it might, could be a high-scoring game. And he's quite involved this in these games. It was really... Uh, not yeah, I was, I was thinking because Zaha is probably going to stay on my bench against mm-hmm. Man United. Mm-hmm. I might bring him on and uh, just bench Inacho. And I mean, Inacho is also an option. I could sell him. Um, although the problem is that because we already started both, mm-hmm. he might get benched on the last one. So if yeah. he gets benched and they play with two, it's going to be Dak and Inacho or, or just Inacho. I was thinking about captaining him and Vardy. Yeah, because Southampton really? play a high line. Yeah. Uh, and they're quite weak on their uh, their right side. Recover, yes. Um, so Barnes I mean, could be a great option. Yeah. Vardy drops onto that left-hand side. That's where he likes. Barnes is also over there. So I think I was thinking about captioning him, but after them, after him playing 78 minutes, two game weeks in a row. Uh, I think I might stick with Son purely because of the fact that I want Son to score and I'm playing this last game yeah. for fun. So, yeah, KDB is also a shout. Big game, Kev should turn up against Aston Villa. Mm. You know, he should they be the one. Uh, they really do need him to score. So that's that as well. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah, another for me, another player that I want to probably get rid of. Is um, cash. Ooh, yeah. So, because I I don't see them getting a clean sheet, or him getting returns, and he's got. I mean, you see, I've got three players apart from Gordon, uh-huh. and Tinikas. Mm-hmm. So actually, it's five players who I don't really. I mean, because I think that Robertson will start. Yeah. Against Wolves. Uh, therefore. Simikas Gordon can stay on the bench. Mm-hmm. One of the, the other three can also stay on the bench. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a lot of money in all three, Inacho, uh, Cash, and Zaha. Mm-hmm. So the most likely scenario for me is to take a hit mm-hmm. and uh, either downgrade someone really, you know, I don't know, maybe Inacho. It mm-hmm. depends on which expensive one I want to go for. I might punt on a Mares, for instance, yeah. and go, um, go, you know, Zaha to Mares and uh, downgrade Yanacho to a very cheap yeah. striker or something. Play with those three that sounds based fair. on money and based on the expensive asset that I want to get. Yeah. 
So maybe, maybe I want to triple up on City defence. I don't know. Although it's it's quite of a risky for the last game week. My main aim is, in general, single game weeks are not worth taking a hit for. There's yeah. less um, there's less ability to gra- make up ground. Yeah. True. I was looking at some stats, uh, and I was looking at a guy called FPL Raptor, who I think I've mentioned mm. on the podcast before. Yeah. And he did a little bit of research on the last game week of the season and on average how it works in terms of people always say last game of the season, more goals are scored. And he just did a little bit of research on that. And what he found was that 2021 season, 2020-21 season, the average uh, goals were 26.95 Mm. Um, in one in a game week, a regular game week, and the average clean sheets were six, uh, and the actual goals scored in the last game week. Oh no, sorry, average goals twenty seven. Let's say the actual goals scored thirty one, so four goals more, and uh, six clean sheets, and that pretty much follows for every single game week. Some of them are quite crazy. Um, for example, twenty eight was. Uh, 2018-19 season and they, the amount of goals on the final day was 36 uh, and the same 16-17 goals on the final day was 37 but what he did notice was that it didn't tend to be an average increase of scores it tended to be one or two games that went mental so like he highlighted them Tottenham Leicester last year 4-2, the year before that Arsenal yeah. Watford 3-2 Year before that, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, 5-3. Year before that, Tottenham, Leicester, 5-4. And then the year before that, Tottenham, Hull, 7-1. So it really is one of those where it tends to be Tottenham, hilariously, um, which guaranteed probably won't happen this game week (laughs) because we need it to. That's what the stats say. And um, it's a luck more of a luck-based thing as to whether you choose the right game that's going to go off. Um, But there are generally more goals on the final day of the season. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's why I'm I'm not not thinking of... I mean, even the defenders. Can you think of anyone? Maybe a Spurs defender. Sessegnon is a good option, but... I think Sessegnon is a good option. I've tripled up on them, so I, I can't make a move. Yeah, that's fair. But in general, I can't think of... I've got Alonso, so I've covered with the Chelsea. I, I wouldn't back for a second Chelsea defender. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. seem reliable. Not at all. I mean... Um, they are playing with, Watford. With City, again, we always have troubles now. We, we always had with the rotation, but now the problem is it's... You don't always... I, I think... Um, uh, Walker is coming back, mm-hmm. which, which might mean news. that Zinchenko might be benched mm-hmm. if Cancelo goes back to the left, which might be, make him a bit more of a threat as well, because I think he's he's better as a left wing back actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and then who? Liverpool maybe, maybe a Liverpool defender, but it's, it's a lot of money, and probably probably that that would be the case for someone you know to bank on on a defender because Wolves is not you know the most attacking team 
Mm-hmm. Don't score much. Putting in some contrasts, Kane has seven goals since 2016-17 on the last day of the season. Son has zero goals on the last day Ooh. of the season. Vardy has... Okay, no, let's go. Mane has five goals on the last day of the season. Salah has one goal on the last day of the season. Um, the other interesting ones are Vardy has four goals last day of the season. Uh, five goals, sorry. Jesus has four goals on the last day of the season. Uh, Jesus so, was one of the players I was thinking of, to be honest. If, if there are reports from FF Scout Luke uh, or you know the general people who predict the Man City lineups and they seem to say that maybe Jesus starts, I don't think that's a bad punt personally because yeah. they really need goals. Um, I don't know about City in terms of keeping um, a clean sheet this game week because of this sort of makeshift defence that they've got. But, you know, having Kyle Walker back will be a big big lift for them because he really does um, play a sort of sweeper role for them. Like, you know, stopping those balls from going over the top, combating yeah. Ollie Watkins, I think he'd be an ideal person for that. So, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I agree. I mean, as I said, my plan is, uh, I mean, it's it feels too soon mm-hmm. to decide. I'm probably going to go up until, you know, Sunday afternoon deciding. So mm-hmm. I will update you all via, um, via Twitter and the, the WhatsApp group. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the idea. And of course, the triple captaincy remained on Son for me. Yeah. Fair. Because I think that even if he hasn't scored in the last game week, mm-hmm. um, this is a week that even I mean, if if Spurs has scored especially and they're mm-hmm. ahead, then I think there's going to be a a rally. Like it's going to be a an effort for him to score two goals. Yeah, especially if if Salah is not playing, that's going to be a, a very interesting moment. I mean, even a penalty. I believe that Kane will give it up if they're ahead yeah Definitely. so i think that you know it's it's one of those cases that you have to go for this as captaincy definitely even if the numbers don't suggest that uh, but, but it's a special occasion yeah i feel that's fair yes so we we have talked about the what we're expecting sunday to be it's it's kind of a bizarre now week because we're just three days before. I mean, deadline is as we said, two thirty UK time on Sunday. Yep. Uh, another Sunday deadline, and it's the last one. Mm-hmm. So we are waiting for four or five different things on the day. It's quite it's, interesting. It's a big one. The title decider. You know, City need to win. They need to get that. Uh, yeah. Win against Villa. Villa. You know. There's the history with Gerard and Coutinho. Um, there's there's another story though that, go that for if it. if City if City wins the league, they get 15 million from, from Jack Grealish. Yeah, from Jack Grealish. People say, so, yeah, I've heard that. Quite one a well, dilemma, yeah. actually. It's a yeah. So there's 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 that. Maybe it's for business. It's not good, but for um, generally for Villa, it's it's a great news. Um, but yeah, I think the interesting thing is definitely you've got that that title race. Liverpool need to win, and they're going to try and smash it as much as they can. 
Then you've yeah. got um, top the Spurs four. Arsenal. Yeah. And then you've got the yeah relegation race. Leeds, Burnley going for it. I think that's where the interesting games are going to be, but it's just sort of how does it how does it work out? Remember last season, there were goals everywhere. Yeah, we were we were doing that live. Yeah, and we we didn't even have time to to breathe between goals and and scorers, assisters, and everything. It was amazing. Um, yeah. This this we hope it's going to be a similar situation, no matter what the ranks are. Mm-hmm. Now, as part of our league, we. There is, it's still not over. If if you see the, there's like a 14 points gap between the first and the second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Loder is first. Mm-hmm. Sultan Seed is second. And Chris Sofronio is third. Yep. But at the cup, I've no idea how to find, because I'm out. So I, I've no idea what the final will be between who it's going to be but we will announce at, on the at the end i think we can we can actually access that through the through the website right yeah definitely the thing to note is we so yeah the guy alex loader at the top if he's listening to this great news because um yeah we might be able to contact him but we've uh, we've never man- managed to get in contact with him he didn't fulfill the uh, entry requirements by retweeting the uh, the tweet that we put out, and he's just joined the league, and he's been top of the league for quite a while, and yeah, I've known for quite a while that we're not going to be able to in any way dish the money out to him. We'll have to talk about how it works yeah. going from there on in, but um, Sultan Seed did fulfill the entry requirements, so. Uh, we'll work it out from there but yeah yeah it's it's quite an interesting one if Alex Loder wants to get in touch before the last game week uh you know in the next two or three days via our Twitter if he's listening to this great news um if not he ain't gonna get no money very sorry that he hasn't fulfilled the entry requirements and uh, I'm pretty sure the entry requirements I have to check the tweet again but I'm pretty sure we specified that you needed to do that before a certain date to be um, eligible to to win any prize money, so yeah, um, yeah. At the minute, it's uh, up in the air, as much as the title races. <laughs> exactly, too many title races at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, before uh, the season's finished, let's look at next season. <laughs> yeah, because I don't. Yeah, we shouldn't do a review of this season just yet. We should look. We should wait until last game week's finished. And we'll come back to you next week with the game, the season review um, yeah. as the last of our season. Uh, and then, yeah, we should look ahead to, to next season. So there are interesting things to to see, to foresee, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I think that there will be uh, position changes and Ooh. that's going to change the game a lot. Uh, I don't know. They, they won't change. Who will they change? I was hoping for a few of the midfielders to become attackers because, to be honest, it's a joke that Salah is getting 
clean sheet points, for instance. I I don't think it's reasonable. True, but I don't think they'll change him. Not necessarily him, but maybe players like I mean Jota or or Mane okay. could easily like become strikers. You are right about Jota. Mane isn't Mane's contract running out. Yeah, Mane might not even be in the Premier League, but yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just talking, you know, type of players. Yeah. Uh, I think that this would be even Son could become a striker. I mean, that would be a, a problem for owning both of them, or maybe it might become easier, kind of swapping from one another. True, true. Kind of like it's on Sky. Uh, but I think that this is one of the things that should be taken into account. For defenders, I'm not that against, because I know, I mean, Alonso and James are often playing so forwards and TAA sometimes, yeah. or you know, setting on these kind of wing backs mm-hmm. in, in those attacking teams. Cancelo is not mm-hmm. often a defender, but it's harder to support, you know, them being midfielders. I think I read a stat saying that Cancelo, uh, Cancelo is the fifth or fourth, I think it's fourth defender to break the 200 points a season mark. Oh, he's he's just hit two hundred points a season. He's the fourth defender to break two hundred points a season. The three previous defenders ever in FBL to break two hundred yeah. points a season are Baines. No, no. Oh, all from the same team. Liverpool. Correct. Trent, Robbo, Van Dijk. Oh, really? They're the they're the only three other defenders that have ever broken the 200 points a season mark in FPL ever. Was... John Terry, Leighton Baines, uh, Kieran Chilwell. Trippier, like Chilwell. These players don't break that. They they don't do as well as these guys do. Yeah. That's how superhuman they are and that's how but ridiculously good they are for their price. This is, this is a good, this is a good um, point, but at the same time, we should think that the defenders have a big boost with mm-hmm. both attacking returns, which are huge for them, yep. and um, and the the clean sheets. Correct. So, yeah, this is something to think about for where to go premium. I think that premium defenders might be a better option than premium attackers. Yeah. We we had this discussion last week about you know attackers versus midfielders. Mm-hmm. With the bonus and the BPS and everything like that, but I think that, yeah, we we saw that through the whole year, and it's, it could be a discussion for the next pod. Yeah, that going big at the back was usually the best scenario for this season. That just definitely seems right. There will be other players like Holland coming in who might change things up a bit, but we also expected you know Lukaku to come in and Ronaldo to come in and to to give us amazing striking options this season and they just didn't materialize so it's it's one of those there are i think you're right in terms of they should be moving some people around but i don't think they can move a Salah around if he's never played as a striker whereas i feel like jota could get he was moved playing into... for some game weeks at the beginning he was playing as a and in in Champions they, League, I remember him more of a. They of did a put him in as a striker, and then they realised that wasn't how yeah. he works. And actually, Mane was the better one as a striker. That was when they were trying to fit 
Jota in on... Did Mane play right, Jota play left and Salah play striker once or twice? I try to remember what game it was. But I understand. Yeah, I understand if, if, we're talking about, if, if we're talking about Salah. Mm. But, I mean, if we went too far... It, it's too far-fetched. I've seen those discussions on Twitter. But they could make a different position for those players. Wingers. Not giving not giving them the bonus points as well, and and having the defensive midfielders getting other st- other points. I mean, you know what we're talking about, Sky, which is much more mm. fair mm. for and balanced for all mm-hmm. the positions. There's because... a lot of hypotheticals here, and I think the FPL will make some changes, but I I can't put my finger on what or how. I can't. I just don't know how they're going to do it. Okay, let's let's leave that aside. If okay, mm-hmm. because we we don't know. It's just guessing and and our opinion versus what's going to happen. Yeah. What about chips? I liked the two free hits this this season. I hated the second use of my free hit chip. The way I used <laughs> it, the way it turned out was awful. Um, but I liked having that extra free hit chip. Why not have it? I heard it somewhere else, I think, and, and I'm copying. I like the idea. Have it kind of like the wild card. First free hit for until game week 19, second free hit after that. Yeah. So wild card one, free hit one for the first part of the season. Wild card two, free hit two for the second part. Do you lose two transfers, though? You don't get 38 transfers that way. Free transfers, mm-hmm. that is, because you get one free transfer a game week. You don't get a free transfer in the free hit game week because it resets back to the exact same um, thing. But the same thing would happen anytime with the two free hits, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you you put it. Yeah. That's what I mean. So I was just saying that in case of having it like we accumulated all the chips towards the end. Yeah. You can kind of narrow it and have less chips towards the end. I mean, for me, it has been a blessing not having chips. I've I've done well from the moment I stopped having having chips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not advocating against them. No, but yeah, I've stopped eating chips as well. So, but I think that it would be it would be tougher because we would have to kind of plan in a different way if we had them, you know, split. Yeah, but I don't into... think people worry that much with the wild card about you know the using it two separate times. I think people quite enjoy having a forced use by date. So That's I why I say it's nice. Well. I think it's nice if we have a forced free hit till nineteen. Yeah, and then a forced uh, and and then the second anytime you like. And maybe if they did that, they could have a, a two triple captaincy. That would make <laughs> things nice and symmetrical, wouldn't it? Very and a good bench boost. <laughs> So two bench all... boosts. Two. Didn't you just say you didn't like having your chip, or you played much better the... without your chips? So you're just asking for Completely. more chips all around. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to be playing more Sky next year than than FPL. But true. <laughs> yes, and 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 the reason is, uh, first of all, they, they've been talking about other changes, which I don't think that they'll ever happen of being more active while the game week is happening. Mm-hmm. But which happens a lot on Sky because um, a game week may start on Friday and finish on Monday. Mm-hmm. And you are allowed on Sky. You can change your team within those days. 
I think this is a bit too far stretched for FPL. It's a big because change. they're more they're more interested in in the mass and those millions of of players mm-hmm. rather than than pleasing the very active ones, the ones that would be dedicated and kind of make transfers five minutes before the deadlines. Yeah, it it becomes a bit too professional, let's say, too too yeah, advanced, exactly. exactly as a mode of play. So I think that they wouldn't want to go that way. Another um, option is what what I don't find so far successful, and I haven't used, I think, not more than once, is the vice captaincy. So they've done in in the Gaffer. I think it's in the Scottish League, Gaffer. and in and in Gaff. Yes, it's the so there's a the way tri- in which. You use one and a half points for the vice captain. Yeah, it's it's a website called Gaffer that um, manages the FPL. It's not FPL because it's Gaffer, um, but they manage uh, a fantasy football game for the championship, for the Scottish League, and for a um, for the championship manager championship <laughs> manager game version of the game, which is a sim, <laughs> which is actually quite fun and. <laughs> I see it it's it's my... very funny. It's very funny. Yeah. I've, I've been playing for a few weeks, but yeah. yeah, I couldn't do more than that. Yeah. Um, I think that's interesting. You know, double for that, and then uh, one and a half the vice captain is something that you know these are innovative ways to affect the game and to change the game, and I kind of like that. When we were playing the Euro Fantasy as well over the summer, it was also good to see how they did it and how you can move players in off the bench and things like that that i feel like that is quite interesting but i do think that this fantasy game has its style and they will try their best to not make wholesale changes you know the free hit chip this season was a big surprise for most was it was because and i'm wondering do you think that they're going to keep it exactly because it was supposed to be you it know, was a one-off. Due to COVID. It was a complete one-off because of COVID, and I wonder if it will stay. I'd quite like it yeah. to stay. Quite like. To I like it. it. Yeah. I mean, I think free hitter was my most successful. We'll we'll deal with those stats next week. One of my free hits was good. Well, I thought it yeah. was good. The other one was bad. Bad. Um, but if you if you want us uh, to go through a few of the stats of your teams, please just send us send yeah. us a message, and we yeah. can talk through your best moments. We will hide the bad moments. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll only talk positive stuff next week. Definitely, definitely. Hopefully. So yeah, if we if you want us to include your teams and your stats, definitely give us the permission, and we will we will do that. Uh, but yeah, I'm expecting some changes, mostly because from what I've heard, I'm not I'm not a, an old player actually. Uh, I'm old myself, but not as a player. <laughs> uh, I've I've been playing for three years now, so uh-huh. I've heard there haven't been many changes apart from this free hit, and whenever the the triple captaincy triple was captain started, things came in over time, but they've been around for quite a while now. Couple of, a good couple yes, of years. so there there have been a few years that nothing has changed, so it might be an opportunity. And I think that another thing that would help a lot, and I know it's not a happy thing, it's not something we're wishing for, mm-hmm. is to overprice some players. 
Yeah. Because that will make it much more interesting. I mean, for Sky, I've been I've been listening to several pods and and uh, I think that this is a, a necessity. Yeah. You can't be able to afford all three, Ronaldo, uh, Kane and Salah up front, for instance. You you need to have to choose. We need to you need to have Haaland at some point, like with uh, starting on twelve point five, for instance, and the same for Kane and maybe Ronaldo on twelve. And then you have to pick one of them and not three. My prediction for Haaland is eleven point five. I think. I think Salah yeah. will be thirteen. How much was how much was uh, was Werner when he came? Ten point five. Yeah, I'll have to triple check, but it was either ten or ten point five, because yeah. Lukaku came in at eleven point five, and he's a player that knows the league, has a great scoring record in Italy, and was expected. You know, had already played for Chelsea, so. Yeah. Um, was it they were expecting big things very much in the same way that Haaland people are expecting big things? The difference is Lukaku didn't fulfill that price tag. Whereas, True. if a player no, comes yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. and plays different. quite well, they'll fulfill that price tag, you know. I, I'm, I'm not interested in if they fulfilled or not, I'm just talking about yeah, because you can't predict, but yeah, so we're just talking about saying 12.5 principle, it's not just you. I think. Yeah. I think having no, no, no. I, I, I don't expect it to be twelve. I, I said that I would like it to be really high, high so that yeah. it, it, it kind of takes out of having two of them up front, for instance. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe not give the option of of drops. I mean, there's also this discussion of price drops and raises not to change within the week, and have them only after the deadline there's also um you know that mm-hmm. i think that fpl sent um uh, an email to a lot of players managers to make suggestions or you know mm-hmm. give a feedback so this was one of the you know thoughts that because the price changes it's interesting actually it's interesting to to have a price changes but maybe sometimes it's it becomes a bit too much yeah it does mean it does keep a level of engagement because you don't want your player to lose value, gain value. But I do like the playing with the value. It does feel quite, it does make it feel quite stocks and jersey, which sort of enables you to rise up and down on this sort of, you know, value, which completely takes away from the actual game itself. <laughs> you know, yeah. it means you focus on the wrong thing, which causes more people to make mistakes, which I kind of like. I've definitely fell foul of that and made a couple of mistakes. But it includes players who are not that football related, but more financially. Yeah. Have a better finance to to kind of play that way. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely. I think that's yeah. It, interesting things that might happen, or we're just talking about them, and they might never happen. <laughs> I think the most important thing to get right next season is going to be the value players, because. Everyone's going to want Salah. Everyone's going to have Trent on the first day. Like, I don't care who you are. If you start, if Salah's at the club and you start without Mohamed Salah and you start without Trent and probably Cancelo, uh, you know, these sorts of players, I just don't think you're, they're, they're not going to be the ones that you worry about. They're going to be the ones that are in 80 to 90% of the teams and heavily owned. But actually, it's those players that are going to be 5.5 that are going to be coming up because you're going to want to have a big 
defense. You're going to want to have a couple of big midfielders, a decent enough striker, and you know, well, lots of people are saying they might just get an Edison or an Allison next season and stick them in and hope for the best. But getting those really good value 4.5 defenders, those really good value 5.5, 6 million midfielders, and having a couple of them might allow you to go big at the back. And having more budget options in midfield, I think, is is going to be key for me. Yeah, and and the it will we've we've been saying this season that the strikers were were terrible, and we could have had the whole season just one. Yeah, and have two bench fodders. Completely. I mean, a cheap one and a and a four point four, four point five. Completely. But but we want we need to predict if this is going to be the case next year because it might not yeah so and and that's why i'm thinking that if they even change a few of the positions mm-hmm. and suddenly you have more mid-price options mm-hmm. then this will become more of a challenge and you might have diversity because i think that that's what the game how the game is going to be enhanced only if you have multiple different ways of playing it if it when it goes too template, I think it becomes too boring. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, even if the strategic, like the all the chips played when they're played and when they're not, when when you had the same things going on, the, everyone's going to wildcard then. Everyone's going to triple captain Salah then. Every, I mean, this becomes. I mean, no one really, really enjoyed. We've said that before. The Salah triple captaincy. They enjoyed it more, far less than Bowen's triple captaincy, yeah. which was two weeks earlier, or a KDB cap, triple captaincy last. Or week. yes, so you need to have a variety. You need to have a diversity on on the way people play. So the game has to to promote that. Has to help us by giving us lots of different options, either by making plays very expensive, yeah, so you can't afford all of them, or changing positions, or or you know. We, we can't start with the, the notion of having just Kane up front yeah. and uh, putting all the money at the back and Salah. That's going to be boring as hell. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's my plan. Three, six million midfielders. Three, six million midfielders. Uh, a 4.5, stri- two 4.5 strikers, 4.5 midfielder. Yeah. And yeah. All and, the money at the back. and what if Carvin Lewin is in Arsenal, for instance? He'll be in and, the uh, season anyway. Yeah, Arsenal will be in the Europa League next season. They've they've they had their chance this season where they had an entire season. Yeah, now mid-weeks. they'll have rotation. They true, true. they really for me the transfer window really messed them up as well because they got rid of yeah. so many of their squad players. Callum Chambers, all the you know, uh, Kolasinac, great. He's a, an annoying left back. But he would have played a couple of games over Nuno Tavares. Better than Tavares. So, and they really got rid of them. And they really celebrated getting rid of these players and trimming down the squads that they could focus on a small unit and making that team better. And for me, it really did not do them any favours. Yeah. We were were actually predicting that, I mean, they were the favourites, but the problem is that they have a very, you know... Really small squad. Yeah, small squad, and they would might have problems, and apparently they did. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Let's, let's see how yet. Newcastle's going to show up next season. Yeah, that's going to be quite interesting. Transfers there, 
Bruno Guimaraes rates like on 6.5, I would assume. Yeah. Seven. I think he'll stay at 6, 6.5 because he's still a defensive midfielder. Yes. Just, he's just a very talented defender. You know, he's he's a ball winner. He's not a tanky yeah. and Dombele. He's not, he's come over from France, but he's not one of those that uh, is an attacking sort of everything kind of guy. He no, was a ball no, winner no, no. and he's continued to be that ball winner. Um, I think, yeah, looking at the two promoted clubs that we've got confirmed, you've got Fulham and Bournemouth. Uh, Fulham have Mitrovic. let their manager go to Bournemouth. And the team that came up two seasons ago have completely changed under Marco Silva. And lots of the Fulham fans will tell you that they were playing with Scott Parker with the handbrake on. They were very defensive. It was defence first. And that was what um, yeah. got them promoted and got them demoted again because the defence first doesn't work. Lots of Bournemouth fans will tell you that Parker's changed. There was a point in the season where they played Reading, I think it was, where Parker yeah. realised that defensive first is a foundation, but actually they need to be allowed to have free-flowing attack. And there is something different in that. So I think um, Mitrovic is, again, going to be in everyone's Game Week 1 team. I think he'll be more expensive. I think he'll be 7 million. Solanke? And I think Solanke will be hanging around some teams. But I yeah. think Solanke's got to be 6. I think there's got to be an enticement there of a 6 million there striker. Has because yeah. they put a lot of the strikers' prices very high. You know, last season, two seasons ago, there was like Jordan Ayew at 4.55. There, there were te- loads of 6 million strikers that were really good. And then Ollie Watkins, Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison all went up to 7.5. Yeah. And the only 6 million striker you had was Timo Pukki. Tony. And Pukki, Ivan Tony. Tony. Yeah. Two. And uh, Ch- Ch- Adams, I think. Yeah, no, Jay Adams is seven, seven point five. It was Armstrong that was six, and he went down to Adam Armstrong, Armstrong. Is, is midfielder. Is... No, Adam Armstrong, not Stuart. Armstrong. Oh, Adam, sorry. Yeah. So that they, I think they put the prices of strikers up quite a lot, and yeah. I think that's one of the problems for this season as well. That there are no enticing strikers because they're all a bit overpriced. So yeah, having a a Mitrovic in a free-scoring Fulham team is going to be quite interesting, right? Yeah, um, I mean, he was he was great with with me yeah. last season. I yeah. never had a problem, but I'm I'm really interested in in Solanke. I'm interested in Tony next year. He's he's played one season. He's been quite good. He's interesting. I mean, we've, we've been a bit harsh. He's returned quite enough. Um, we were expecting something like Watkins. But um, yeah, I think he's he's quite a similar FPL asset has yeah. been. So for a second season, he might be better. We need to see if Ericsson's going to stay. That's going to help him. Uh, so yeah, there are a lot of things that will affect our judgment for next season. Obviously, it's it's too early. <laughs> the first season hasn't ended. Yeah, uh, fixtures as well. The first weeks, how this is going to start. The game obviously. Game's going to start, start mid-June, maybe. So and we'll we have up. a big break big during break. December for the World Cup. Correct. Correct. Which is a completely new thing. And maybe, you know, some wild cards are going to happen after that because you never know. Some people might not come back, will come back with injuries, you know, or... Exactly. So out for the, out for the season. Will change. 
this will change even massively, you know, massive choices. Think of, about of, the Euros uh, when he lost, you know, Italy lost Spinazzola and things like that. Yeah. For big, big injuries that are season ending uh, at the start of a season. So, yeah. So, yeah, we, we have a long, a long way till then. Just briefly, there's a quick thing going back to the the Brentford. I think Brentford are going to be good, but there's there's been a theme in the last two or three seasons where you have a tactically tactically interesting team come up and overperform a bunch of stats. For example, Sheffield United come up, overperform, play outstandingly well, rock the table, you know, make it much higher than they expected to go, and come up into around mid-table um, and then the next season after not manage to maintain those stats Sheffield yeah. United up straight down Leeds uh, yeah. they came up the year after and technically interesting something really fun about them impressed yeah. like 10th position last season and they're really close to going they're, down they're most probably going down this season's Brentford, Brentford, really tactically yeah. interesting, doing lots of different things, playing lots of different football, uh, signing players in a different way, mid-table this season. Are they going to have a great season next season? Do they yeah. keep, is it Christian Eriksen? Is he the, was he the key that's come in and changed that Brentford team up? Or you know, is he staying? Is he going? It's going to be an interesting question. But yeah, I think um, I think that you convinced me I'll take I'll take Mbomo out of my draft team. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think it's an interesting one. And I'm going to look at more into it and see if there is any overriding theme there in the last... For more than those three years, more yeah. More than those three years. Um, and keep my eye on Brentford, definitely. The third team that's coming up is either going to be uh, an old friend, Huddersfield, or an even older friend, older. Nottingham Forest. Um, I'd quite like to see Nottingham Forest, despite their disgusting fan headbutting Billy Sharp. Um, I'd quite like to see Nottingham Forest. Uh, and the, the chairman, actually. You don't know about him much, but... What happened with the chairman? Because I'm Greek, I do know him. Ah, the Russian. No? No, the Greek. That's Bournemouth. Ah, no. The Greek chairman, Marinakis, he's the, he's the chairman of Olympiakos as well, in Greece. Okay. And, uh, yeah, there, I don't think I want to comment on a podcast about him. Okay, so... <laughs> Maybe not Nottingham Forest. Maybe we hope for Huddersfield. You know, let's go. Let's get get back to the John Smith Stadium, right? I wanted Luton to be up there, but yeah. uh, it would be a nice story. But anyway, that would have been great. That would I mean, have been great. even Huddersfield or Nottingham Forest would be quite good because they haven't been up for some years. Yeah, especially Forest. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. It's it's in ten days, nine days from now. Yeah, twenty seventh. So, yeah. So we can, uh, we will see if we include them, you know, in the preseason. We will talk about those teams. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, look forward to, to seeing you there guys then. Before then, we've got the end of season breakdown. So enjoy the last game week of the season, guys. Have fun. Transfer in someone that you want to watch. And I'm planning on being live. I mean, live. I'm watching all games at that time and being on Twitter and WhatsApp. So I assume, are you going to be available? I don't know. I'm going to be around. Not I don't know if I'll be live. Yeah. So I'm going to be watching can, the games. I mean, if, if anyone wants to, you know, to chat at the same time mm-hmm. and comment, feel free. 
drop will by. be on on Twitter. Yes, drop us a tweet. We might have a Twitter space or something like that. And uh, yeah, yeah, sounds good. Just to make it, just to make it more fun. Perfect. What's the right end, guys? Until then, stay safe. Stay tuned. Goodbye. Thank you very much, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Radio.